The question is, can ChatGPT, OpenAI and Microsoft, that duopoly, can they beat Apple and Meta open source? Your answer? No. Wow. Wow. Stunning. Yep. Snap. Snap. You snapped it. Well, you called. You shoved all the chips in. You believe Meta and Apple will beat the mighty Microsoft OpenAI duopoly. And look, we've seen this movie before. This Week in Startups is brought to you by Vanta. Compliance and security shouldn't be a deal breaker for startups to win new business. Vanta makes it easy for companies to get a SOC 2 report fast. Twist listeners can get $1,000 off for a limited time at vanta.com slash twist. Scalable path. Want to speed up your product development without breaking the bank? Since 2010, Scalable Path has helped over 300 companies hire deeply vetted engineers in their time zone. Visit scalablepath.com slash twist to get 20% off your first month. And LinkedIn ads. To redeem a $100 LinkedIn ad credit and launch your first campaign, go to linkedin.com slash thisweekinstartups. All right, everybody, welcome to This Week in Startups. It's time for our AI roundtable where we do demos. Me and Sandeep have been doing this and the crowd loves it. The audience has been going crazy for these AI uh, demos. Every week, we try to find five demos that y'all will be inspired by or intrigued by and just to keep tabs on the absolutely blistering pace of AI innovation in our industry. You can see all the demos at thisweekinstartups.com slash AI. You can go there, see all the demos, and just really catch up with what's been an incredible, I don't know, what is it, like 14, 15 months into this since ChatGPT 3.5 was released and, and took the world by storm. Yeah. How are you doing, Sonny? You got your, your Super Excellent. Bowl. You got your Super Bowl behind you. You were very, very excited about the Super Bowl. You know, there was a lot of opportunity and it all went out the door with that last play. Oh man, uh, I don't. Yeah, I mean, was it was this a good Super Bowl? Oh, I mean, I know you're a 49ers fan, but yeah, putting that aside, was this a good Super Bowl? I mean, the amount of excitement around it with this Taylor Swift stuff was extraordinary. Yeah, that was probably a bit too much, but you know, anything that goes into overtime, well, come from behind overtime, both teams have a shot, both teams score, but one scored a touchdown. That's wow. about all you can ask for. So yeah, yeah, yeah. up there. Okay, I think it, it was, was a the most watched event ever. Wow, you see. That? Yeah, 135 million or something. Yeah. I don't know what the number What's was. What's crazy yeah. is like an average Mr. Beast video gets more views. So that's how much our society has changed. Gets more views, but not live. So I guess the question is like of mm. people yeah, watching live. Down. Yeah. Because I mean, do you think he, about that? Um, it's just, you could look at the first 24 hours of a video and, you know, it, it, how different is that than watching it live? Probably not much different. Everybody's at yep. the water cooler or seeing it the next day. Cumulative videos also matter. You know, if you were to go onto YouTube, the top most mm. viewed videos are like Baby Shark, Gangnam yeah. Style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things that kids listen to over and over and over again. So I think Mr. Beast falls into this category. It's not taking anything away from him. It's no. repeatability. No, so Mr. Beast doesn't fall into repeated. You can't watch that video again. Oh, I think kids do watch them over and over again. Yeah. I don't really? I, not like Baby Shark, where yeah. like they listen to it, you know, every day or ten times in a row. Yeah. But I do think that there's probably some repeatability there. I think young people like to go back to the archive and watch the previous episodes. Kind of like Sopranos, right? Like I've watched the Sopranos from start to finish three times. So Okay. You know. Okay. You know, I think I think it is rewatchable, but maybe not like a an audio song. But either way, it's pretty amazing when you think about Mr. Beast releases a Super Bowl every week in terms of yeah. viewership. <laughs> yeah, from from that perspective, yeah. And it's a the duration wow. is also interesting. You know, the duration of the Super Bowl is, you know, five hour four hour experience, whatever. Yeah. He's now got two hundred thirty seven million subscribers. Pretty amazing. And the, there's a bunch yeah. of these channels from India that are also in the top 10. T-Series? Yeah, T-Series is like a like a recording label in India. Mm, got so it. So it'd be like, a, uh, what was it back? I, I, Vivo uh, or yeah, yeah, Sony Records, like Columbia yeah, Records. Sony Re got yeah, it. And then like SET that. India, 168 million subscribers. So. Wow. I don't know yeah. exactly what I think what that's that because is. of the denominator, right? You have just so many people yeah. in India. You got a billion people. Yeah. It's, you know, 25% of the population, 17% yeah. of the population. 237 million subscribers to Mr. Beast. That's 330 million people in the United States. So he's got roughly, if half of those are US, he, he's got half the US population maybe subscribed. I wonder how many of the 237 million subscribers are active 
US subscribers. That's really the statistic yeah, I would look at. So he just released a video on Saturday. Let's take a quick look at that and we can see how many views that one has for just a rough sense of, you know, how he stacks up. I mean, up, I, I think guess. he gets like a hundred million. Um, yeah, in the first couple of days. So yeah, he got seventy seven million from three days ago. Right. So and two yeah. weeks ago is at 128 million. Wow, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, so it's you know, it's basically within a week. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's got a Super Bowl. There's also, you know, one of the other things to, you know, when you're looking at these statistics and how they're recorded, you know, there are drive-by views. So, mm. you know, if you were to discount people who watched yeah. 30 seconds in, in both cases, yeah. the Super Bowl yeah. and Mr. Beast, you know, you might get a lot of drive-bys on social networks like YouTube or yeah. certainly Twitter. Yeah. You know, I think maybe half the views we get on Twitter for All In or for these podcasts you know, people might be dropping off in the first couple of minutes. And so yeah. do, do you really count those as views? At what minute do you, you know, I mean, they are views technically, yeah. but, you know, are yeah. they viewers, so to speak, right? So duration mm. of views matters and percentage complete. That's one thing he obsesses about is a percentage completion. Complete. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into our AI okay. uh, demos let's here. Do let's it. just do it. Yeah. We have some really, really cool stuff today. It's okay. a lot different than some stuff that we've seen before. So I'm very excited. So let's start off with one that is called agenthub.dev. Agenthub.dev. Got it. And so they have templates. And so they have them for different types of use cases. Uh, I'm going to do like a simple one just for demonstration sake. Daily stock report generation. And so I can say, I want an agent that generates a daily stock report. So I'm just going to use their template. I'm going to zoom in here and what this does, it's like a, you know, like you can imagine like a little bit of a, a workflow tool. And yeah. I'm just going to say every day I want to see Apple, Amazon, and NVIDIA, right? We do that. And over here we hit run. What it will do is it has a workflow here, mm -hmm. which walks through, you know, what it does, including web strike scraping, including some batch workflows. So and this looks it like your standard flow chart, you know, flow yeah. chart making software here. If it, this, it, then it, do that. It, yeah, exactly. And they have all those templates there. So you can look at the templates, but while this comes together as generating the files, you'll see, I will get a report. So I've got three files here. And so I've got Apple. So if, you know, if I were to, let me just download these three. And if I were to download them and, and look at NVIDIA. And you'll see, I got this little, oops, that one didn't come out correctly. So let's look at Apple. Oh, well, it bugged out on me. <laughs> it bugged out. But here it did a yeah. script where it said the average yeah. price is this. Yeah. So if it did do yeah. it successfully, it would have filled yeah. that in. Yeah. It, and it was working for me before. I want to give them credit. So I don't know if I, if I messed it up or something. But uh, yeah, it was pulling the price on these things. And it was incredible. So, so it's going out into the open web and doing a search, scraping that data, normalizing it, putting it Correct. into a report. Exactly. And, you know, like they have a whole bunch of different templates in here. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I just picked like a simple one, but they have ones for automated sales emails and outbound email creator. So these mm. kind of multi-step flows with agents, which Got I it. think is really, really cool. So this reminds me a little bit of Zapier or if this, then yes. that. Yes. Combined with what we used to call workflow software in the 90s and 2000s, Lotus Notes was an original piece of workflow software that I actually used to yeah. script. I wouldn't call it coding, but it was scripting like this. Hey, go collect this information and then send it to this person. So if you think about like paying an invoice, you would create workflow software. An invoice came in, uh, you know, there's somebody, it's, this is a, you know, office supplies invoice. It has to go to the person who requested the staplers, uh, then it yeah. has to go to their manager to approve, then it has to go to the office person to approve, then it has to go to the CFO, yeah. yep. accounts payable person, you would just send that yeah. invoice around. So, you know, this is kind of stuff like that, where you could build a workflow. Very interesting. Um, and this is where you can start to, we, we've seen a couple approaches to this already, right? Sunny, we had somebody who was looking at uh, recreating a web browser. Remember that one we had with the Chrome extension yeah, just a couple yeah, weeks yeah, ago yeah, yeah. that would kind of exactly. blew our minds? Yep. You know, this is kind of the mind blowing okay. so automation this here. Is, oh, here we go. So, this so the is, analysis, yeah. 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 So this is the analysis. So basically you can Ooh, you can so this is out. more than just giving you the stock price. The stock price of Amazon yeah. has been well, fluctuating over the past few weeks. On the last date, the stock closed at $172.34, showing a slight decrease from the previous day. The volume of trading has also been relatively high, indicating active market participation. We have the historical trend. 
we see there was a spike in stock price on this date reaching 174 dollars 45 cents however there's a downward trend after that with the stock closing i mean i i don't know if you noticed this but there are automated stories in uh, apple stocks where yep. they tell you like this is an yeah. automated story <laughs> have you seen those yeah and so I like you know now. i'll go check my yeah. uber stock or my Robinhood, and it's like yeah. it's kind of mm -hmm. like this where it's like a little yeah. synopsis of what happened in the market i'm like okay well this isn't providing me enough value just I would rather, you know, I can look at the stock and know that, but I could see this being valuable over time and this is going to get better and better. Yeah. What you'd want to do is you'd want to customize it. Listen, a strong sales team can make all the difference for a B2B startup. But if you're going to hire sharks, you need to let them hunt and you can't slow them down with compliance hurdles like SOC 2. What is SOC 2? Well, any company that stores customer data in the cloud needs to be SOC 2 compliant. If you don't have your SOC 2 tight, your sales team can't close major deals. It's that simple. But thankfully, Vanta makes it really easy to get and renew your SOC 2 compliance. On average, Vanta customers are compliant in just two to four weeks. Without Vanta, it takes three to five months. Vanta can save you hundreds of hours of work and up to 85% on compliance costs. And Vanta does more than just SOC 2. They also automate up to 90% compliance for GDPR, HIPAA, and more. So here's your call to action. Stop slowing your sales team down and use Vanta. Get $1,000 off at vanta.com slash twist. That's vanta.com slash twist for $1,000 off your SOC 2. You have the J. Cal Yes Chef. And if I worked for you yeah. and, you know, there's something you want on a daily, I would build something inside Agent Hub and it would basically get you something every single day that you yes. wanted to see could be an output from, um, yeah. I could see this working for like, hey, collect all of the reviews of our product. Let's say we were, uh, you and I were running a CPG company. Yeah. Every day, go to Amazon, go to our Shopify store, go to Target, tell us all the new reviews, give us how the reviews are trending and basically write a yes. report, which we might have, you know, a 30, 40, $50 an hour employee doing previously, Yes. who is, you know, our, e our review analysis. Now the review analysis could be scripted and automated without a developer. And then that person doesn't need to have a job, or they can move up the stack to doing more important work. So yes. this is a, this is an A for me. Yeah, uh, it's an A. I mean, I just sure. like the structure of it too, um, where it's like drag and drop. Yep. great interface and yeah i could see this eliminating a lot of repetitive work slash jobs yeah. and i think that's what we're seeing in all these layoffs that are happening i, I did a tweet today about it oh I yeah i think these layoffs are really about three things i'm talking about media okay. and tech layoffs let me run this by you and see what you think i think it's about three things one people had very high salaries during peak zerp right there was a massive competition for employees and a lot of people yep. I, I don't want to i'm not you know, trying to be cruel to anybody, but when there's a competitive market and you have unions maybe at the media companies fighting for people as they should, uh, maybe salaries got a little inflated, 10, 20, 30%. Now that doesn't seem like a lot, but if you can lay off 10% of your workflow force and then replace them with people who are 40% cheaper, well, or 50% cheaper, or they don't have the stock mm -hmm. options, which we saw Evan Spiegel, I think do at Snap, you know, he kind of got rid of top heavy people who had big stock packages. I've heard that people who've gotten laid off from Google have been asked to reapply for their jobs with a fraction, you know, like a third less comp. Have you heard about this boomerang no. trend? Yeah. So it's interesting that you use the word boomerang mm -hmm. because another thing that I've heard layered onto that was there was an echelon of folks that were so highly compensated that in, it certainly weren't the younger folks, but it was like the folks that were... I 20 years like in mid 20 years in like mid 40s and up mm -hmm. that were at like really insane compensation levels of right. stock and salary and what i'm finding is it's in some cases are being asked to come back reapply mm -hmm. uh, so that they can be reset in other cases they've created a lifestyle for themselves and they ah. can't do that because oh. of you know overhead low rate mortgages and an overhead and you know they got used to making um, like I mean, you know, Jay Kelly, you know, even in our careers, it was insane to think about making a million to a million and a half dollars a year. And this was pretty common in that kind of echelon. That of, strata of the, I've yeah, been in the tech like, business for 25 years. years. I'm a Gen yeah. Xer. You know, I did three job hops over 25 yeah. years or 20 years. I went from Google to Facebook to Uber. And each time I got a quarter million dollars more and I'm this elite yeah. person. But 
Yeah. And so then the second piece of this is I think people are looking at it saying, can I automate what this person does? Mm -hmm. And so here these tools, you know, I look at these tools, and I always just squint a little bit. And I'm like, okay, uh, 10x it. So here, it did like a very basic analysis highs and lows or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. if you asked it, hey, tell me about the contempt, forget about even like programming it. But you could say to another LM, what questions should I ask this? What would be common questions to ask about stocks? And it would say, yes. oh, how does it compare to its competitors? Yes. How does this compare? And it could even come up with the questions to ask. Yes. And then put AI them in the all report. the way down. From AI, AI all the way down. Yes. So yes. just like you get suggested searches, oh, you did a search for, I don't know, burritos. And then it said, yep. well, here's burrito recipes. Here's burrito, low carb recipes, keto recipes. Like you didn't know to even ask, oh, is there such a thing as a keto burrito? And it's like, yeah, there yeah. is. Here it is. Boom. You know, burrito alternatives, whatever. Yep. So that's what I see with this is, okay, this replaces a $30 an hour person, right? And if you ever want to do back of the envelope math as okay. a leader in a startup, yep. my trick is always 2,000 hours, right? The yeah, average person puts the, in yep. 2,000 hours, generally accepted practice. So 30 buck an hour employees, $60,000, you know, you add 20% to that. So it's $36 an hour, whatever, 36 times two, you can easily do the math, $72,000 a year, whatever. You start looking at that, I think this replaces probably like that level of employee. Yep. Yeah. You know, <laughs> now what's the next one it goes after? So you have the resetting, the automation, yep. and the third piece is globalization and people oh. finding people offshore who maybe really want work. And so well, those are and, my three and things. The, yeah. And the best way to think about what it goes after is mm -hmm. look at the templates. Uh -huh. Okay, let's see some templates here. YouTube job. video processor. Oh, yeah. SEO <laughs> optimized article <laughs> generator. generator. These are exactly $30, $40 an hour jobs yes, in my right? experience. And, when you you know, hire, you and if you hire consultants, they, then, like, they tend to charge double. Imagine... I think you wanted one of these, a LinkedIn profile processor. Ah. Reads, right? You know, warm. Oh, my just, Lord. Yes. LinkedIn warmed reader. Oh, this is yeah. incredible. This wow. is, you know, I was just doing this one, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. this is stuff to now. We, we, we talked about this category, business process or outsourcing. Yeah. BPO. Yes. This is what oh. happens in India. This is what happens yes. in the Philippines. There's been an it, entire uh, industry of doing this. Now, I think some of those people were doing their own scripts. But now yes. this, you're going to be able to do this yourself. So, you know, inbox categorizer, uh, inbox summarizer, uh, email order <laughs> replier. Man, this yeah. is next yeah. level. Um, yeah, it is. It is like, <laughs> I mean. They're literally totally atomizing <laughs> people's jobs, right? And so yeah. <laughs> they're atomizing well, people's jobs. Yep. And so in, if you are the leader of a company and you want to do SEO and blog posts and social media and whatever Ooh. competitive analysis like i could see doing competitive analysis here like let's say there was another podcast about you know i'm a food podcast and you're a food podcast and we're competing against 10 other chef podcasts you could have this go uh -huh. out and summarize what the other chefs are doing then have the ai ask who are their guests make me a list of their guests yeah. you know which of their videos are breaking out above average yeah. and you can do competitive intelligence competitive intelligence boom wow I mean, if you are going into the job market today, this is a list of what you could avoid, or this is a list of how you present yourself as the uh, Grim Reaper. Yeah. I'm coming to your startup as the Grim Reaper. Well, that meme, I, you know, the guy with the doors. The meme with like knocking on doors. Yeah. Okay. Knock yeah. on the door yeah. for competitive analysis, yeah. knock on the door for yeah. whatever. Yeah. What jobs All are right. they coming for? Wow. Okay. I mean, this I give is kind it an of mind blowing. Like, like two A's, boom. Congratulations. That's I really, it. I also, I think interface matters here. Yeah. I could see this interface, like the top 50% of my team members are good at this kind of interface. Yeah. And oh, I, yeah. that's one of the things I've tried to work on in my team is just, please learn how to use Zapier, please. It'll make me happier if you learn how to use Zapier. <laughs> Zapier. <laughs> oh, I love Zapier. And I'm just constantly trying to get my team members to learn Zapier or basic, yeah. you know, Coda yeah. scripting, Notion scripting. You've got some cool scripts that you told me, right? That take yeah. your expenses from your credit card and put them into your Slack and I all mean, that. it's really and basic, but like just, yeah. but you no, know, people- It's a game changer. It's a game changer. Like if we're doing an approval process, I worked on getting credit cards for my team members that can be turned on and turned off, like, you know, those yeah. categories of cards. And then yeah. I like to have them sent into a Slack room yeah. with that person and with, you know, the operations person. So then everybody sees your expenses as they're coming in. If you forgot and you subscribe to something, 
you know, and you subscribe yeah. to the Wall Street Journal last year, but yeah. somebody else has a Wall Street Journal and we don't need two and whatever, you know, at least we see it and you can have a conversation about it, right? Um, so yeah. transparency. Yeah, really interesting stuff. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. Hey, well, start a strong start, strong start. It's hard to balance hiring top tier developers and keeping your burn rate under control. But these days, I see a ton of founders successfully doing this by hiring remote talent. So let me tell you about Scalable Path. It's a software staffing company that can help you build an awesome remote developer team. And the right developer isn't just a list of technical skills. We all know that. It's about their personality. It's about their work ethic, their motivation, and their fit within your team. And Scalable Path knows this. So here's what they do. Their team will get to know your vision. They're going to get to know your needs, and then they're going to develop technical challenges tailored to the roles you're hiring for. And these challenges are conducted live and on video. So there's no gaming of the system. You're going to get great people. They also evaluate each candidate's soft skills like communication, attitude, and work style. Scalable Path has completed more than 300 projects for their clients, and they have a network of 30,000 developers. They've been doing this for over a decade. They know what they're doing. So you're going to be in great hands. Here's the best part. Twist listeners get 20% off their first month. If you're ready to scale your dev team and your business, check out scalablepath.com slash twist. Once again, that domain name, scalablepath.com slash twist for 20% off. So the next one, this is super interesting. I, I, let's put it like in a, in a very similar category. Okay. So this is job called Lucite. <laughs> exactly. No, I apologize to people. I apologize to people with jobs that we're saying so, are going so, away. So this one creates like these four types of um, basic analysis. You can do a business overview, competitive overview, financial overview, or buyer's list for stocks. And so basically you put it in here. It's a lucite.app. And I'm going to have to share it just a different window because its output is like a PowerPoint presentation. And so now, so I, I did this and okay. I have a competitive presentation overview, yeah. here okay. and I basically did NVIDIA. And mm -hmm. so I have this seven slide presentation mm -hmm. that does NVIDIA competitive landscape. So it's like GPU based products. These are the folks, gaming products, mm -hmm. uh, data center and cloud. Wow. And, and you know, basically. Feels accurate. Yeah. I mean, like, let's look at it. These are GPU competitors, AMD, mm -hmm. right? Intel. Yeah. Uh, makes sense. You know, these, these are gaming folks that yep. are leveraging, you know, their ecosystem. And these are folks that compete, compete within data center. Feels right. Then a little bit of a breakdown in each company for each section, mm -hmm. valuations, and wow. then recent M&A transactions. This is done by an AI. Took yeah. three minutes. Now, the question is, how much of this cor is correct? How much of it is hallucinating? And that really is yeah. kind of where I think the industry needs to get to is... There needs to be AI checking the facts of AIs. Is this true? Yes. And that's, I, I don't, I haven't seen that, but this would be a re really good product, would be an AI copilot that fact checks other copilots. I know this sounds okay. stupid. That's very meta. It's very meta, but imagine there was a fact checking a copilot. So I'm using okay. Microsoft Copilot and I say, give me the competitive analysis for NVIDIA. And it gives it to me. Now I say to my fact checker, Please go into this report and check each of the facts and find me sources for it on the open web, et cetera, and tell me if there's things wrong. And so that would be interesting is to take that PDF, upload it to Claude or ChatGPT4 and say, can you tell me if any of this is factually incorrect? Do you yeah. think it would be able to do anything like that yet or we're not there yet? So I believe that the, you know, the foundational models are capable of doing this. Mm -hmm. The challenge that they're running into is in order to fact check, they have to use third-party data systems mm -hmm. they haven't licensed. Ah, and so, got yeah, it. Because, you know, in the training data, they don't have like the current stock price of- They're uh, pulling it uh, from some article somebody wrote previously exactly. in the open crawl index. It's yes. not correct. Yes. And so in order to fact check it, they have to subscribe to like a Google Finance API or Bloomberg or, you know, someone mm -hmm. with an API. And that's where- we haven't really crossed the chasm yet. And we've been talking about this where, yes. you know, the closest is like perplexity who has some data relationships, but like no one's really fully done it with like a real data provider. And I think the minute someone does that, we're going to really see a distinct jump in the capabilities. 
Mm-hmm. And I think everyone's been on the edge of it, but yeah. it feels like it's coming very soon. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I would like to have a fact-checking API. So this is something in journalism or just in general, like, is this a true fact? So this is a yeah. request for startups here. Is this true? Is this AI. true? Okay. Is this true? AI? It's a toolbar. It's a co-pilot. It's a system tray. And it is reading everything in real time, like Grammarly does. Yeah. And it will tell us, it will, it will just look at facts in the background and just try to independently determine if they're correct. And you could, I mean, spelling is one thing that, right, <laughs> is this word spelled correctly is something Grammarly is doing. Grammarly is also doing, is this, you know, is the comma in the right place? So here, when we're looking at this a- NVIDIA financial snapshot, I would like it to know this is NVIDIA. No, this is finance data. So it says, what is this? Okay, this is NVIDIA's five-year historical chart. Yep. And it says, go find it and then compare it to this. Um, yeah. And that would be super interesting to me as a as a device. Um, and then just highlight things. It's something I've always wanted as a as a product yeah. or a service is yeah. a fact checking as a service. And having a human plus AI do this would be really fascinating. Fact checking yeah. as a service. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder if that is like a good startup idea. This one I just shared both uh, the the sh- sheet and the Google stock price. I got the the stock. Uh, sorry, the Apple stock stock price. I just did the share there, so I got those things accurate, which were. 721.28 it's it's at 0.3 and it got the market cap right and then if i go back to the financials that's a little bit harder to do uh through Mm -hmm. these tools but yeah what is the name of this one lucite.app lucite l-u-c-i-t-e dot app yeah i'm gonna give it a b okay i think it's like really a great start yeah the fastest way to produce investment banking style materials it's a great idea Remember I was talking before about these kind of projects and, you know, the dollar amount of the employee it's replacing. Now we've gotten to, uh, you know, a hundred thousand dollar employee, like an analyst at a bank who makes these slides. And so I pulled this one up. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) This goes back to your previous point. McKinsey puts 3,000 staffers on review, citing concerns over performance as the recently frothy consulting business slows. Yeah. I mean, if people don't read consulting reports and the consulting reports are just a hodgepodge of web research, well, you might as well just run it through chat GPT or, or you've got an example, right. From all the stuff you've ever made. So you've got a corpus and mm-hmm. then you can just let train an AI on that and say, go make things that look like this. You know, what's interesting about Lucite is that's what they did, right? They trained yeah. it and said, these are like the five different basic, you know, investment banking um, style presentations, make them for us. Right. They, they had the templates and they made yes. a verticalized tool to yes. just focus on that. Yeah. Just like we have a company saga um, yep. that is doing just screenplays and yeah. storyboards. And I told them, I was okay. like, you know, this whole AI wrapper thing is nonsense. You're building a verticalized app. You're going to build so much on top of it that, you know, it'll, it'd be like going to Google and saying you could do a spreadsheet at Google. Like you could use Google search to do a math equation, right? You can put a math equation in the search box. Or you could use Google to search for flights or whatever, but that doesn't mean you're not going to do Expedia, Kayak, or a Google Sheet or a Microsoft Expel thing. Like, you can get some basic functionality done with ChatGPT4 or Claude, but if you verticalize this, man, they can really, really refine it and build features around it, like fact-checking, like collaboration tools, et cetera. So I, I love yeah. these verticalized. I mean, if the AI wrapper vertical, I think it's going to be very big. I think it's going to be it's awesome. It's going to be huge. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, but that's where we're going. Okay, so I give this B. I liked it. Okay, yeah, I like I it. It's very solid. I'm like B plus. You know, like uh, okay. it, I was probably higher, but I like the idea you said. If there be so, if there could be a way that you, it could verify that the data is correct, because now citations, the fear you have yeah. is yeah, citations. I think that would be really good. I mean, it's like really cool. It creates a deck. Time is money. It's a really nice. Yeah. All right. Good job, Blue Side. B two B marketing is not an easy job. It's much different than B2C. Why? Well, enterprise buying cycles are much longer. It's not like you see some cool mug and you buy it as a consumer. No, enterprise buying cycles are long and it's hard to find and reach decision makers through most marketing channels. We all know that. So that's why you need to check out LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn recently passed a billion users, which includes 180 million senior executives. That's right. About 18% are senior executives. But 
There's also 10 million C-suite executives on LinkedIn, CEOs, CFOs, CTOs, chief strategy officers, you know who I'm talking about. This means you can find and target these decision makers in a respectful environment, LinkedIn. And according to LinkedIn, their ads platform generated two to five X higher return on ad spend when compared to other social media platforms. And it's easy to understand why. LinkedIn equals business, business equals LinkedIn. You understand this. When people are on LinkedIn, they're there to do business. They're not there to talk about politics or pop culture. They're there to do business, right? So your business message is going to be in the right place. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash this week in startups to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash this week in startups. Terms and conditions do apply. Jake, this is going to be a two-part demo. Because- oh, two-part. I like it. Well, our friends at Google released Gemini Ultra. Uh, Explain what that is to the audience, because I saw this, yeah. um, and I was a little confused about what's yeah. the difference between Gemini Ultra and Google Bard, and or, then or I Gemini, saw a bunch of people it, it, were losing their shit that they got access to Ultra, Gemini Ultra, yeah. on like their okay, so, Google app. Okay, so there's a few different things. Bard's been renamed to Gemini.Google.com. Okay. FYI. Okay. Then... Gemini Advance, which is, and this is where this is, gets a little bit wonky, g- gives you access to Gemini Ultra 1.0. Ultra 1.0 is their most advanced model, which is great. The issue that I have is I have a Gmail account that's tied to a, a Google Fi account. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to pull this up here, and this is like totally wild. It's crazy because there's no way to try it. So when I go here and I go Gemini Advance, which I want to try, and I go upgrade, I get this crazy message saying Google One's not available, although I'm a Google One customer. Huh. Because if you're a Google One customer through Google Fi, so I'm going to hand this one over to you, Jake Hell. Okay. And if you can go to Gemini.Google.com and see if, if you can pull it up, then we can try out Gemini Ultra together or a Gemini Advance, which is Gemini Ultra. Okay. So- Bard is now Gemini. I got that alert on my Gmail yep. account, but I yep. don't see Ultra. You should be able to click beside the hamburger. There should be a little down arrow beside Gemini. Oh, it says upgrade. Gemini Advance. Yes. I click upgrade. Yes. Takes me to and Google One. Lo- oh, here we go. Nineteen dollars. Yeah. Yes. So you got to pay $19. for Gemini. Nineteen bucks after. So yes. I start my trial for Gemini Advance. Okay, so now they have a Chat GPT four competitor. Yes. And uh, okay, so I subscribe. And yep. let's see what happens here. And so I haven't been able to try this one because this is my little bit gripe to Google. So I got to give it a really low grade because there's no way for me to subscribe and try it. So you've got to, you've got to do this demo. Okay. Here I am. How you're can right. I help oh, you're you today? In. So, okay. I'm in. There okay. you go. Yeah. All right. So what should I do as a search here? What would be, how would we test this? Well, we just did NVIDIA competitors, right? Yeah. Uh, so make can... me a table with NVIDIA's top competitors and the most important information about them. So I told it to make me a table, and we got a little yeah. spinning uh, Gemini wheel. So we'll see if it even understands a table. Absolutely, competitor AMD. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, not great. Yeah. Um, how about what's what's cool what is are, like the, the Lucite did a better job. That's what's yeah, interesting. Yeah, Lucite did right? a better job. So this shows you how yeah. vertical apps are doing better than just yeah. man line. What are yeah. some event spaces in Napa I can use for a 200 person corporate retreat. You know, I met with a company that is doing like an AI for event planning and I've been using event planning. So here it goes. It's going to Google Maps for some reason. And okay. uh, let's see, it's giving me web pages. So this is like a Google search. Uh, no, that's not what I wanted. Terrible answer. Searching the web. Here are some results. Yeah. Give me 10 great locations to host a corporate offsite for 200 executives in Napa slash wine country. Put the slash wine country there to see if I can fuse it. Let's see yeah. if it gives me 10. I mean, I'm giving a very explicit instructions here. Yeah. I mean, so far this is a total fail. Yeah. Well, like, one I, of the I mean, like literally it, wasting it, my time. I could have gone to the web. I mean, if I wanted yeah. to do a Google search, I would have done it. it. Yeah. One of the things that it's meant to be really good at is multimodal. So maybe ask it a question where it's, you know, bringing back some images or some well, ideas. Well, here it did. It did do something. a map of some okay, items. It great. didn't give me 10. It didn't give me yep. a number list. These are not yep. very good. Yeah, this is not a, not a very good result. 
it's doing what I intended it to do. It just didn't give me the fidelity of results I wanted. Like if I were yeah. to ask an event producer for this information, I would have gotten a much better result. Like a human could do this much yeah. better. This just yeah. maybe try your random. burrito example and ask oh, yeah. it for yeah, like you know something like that. Or sushi restaurants. What are yeah. some great sushi restaurants with Omo Casa in the Bay? Yeah, these are like things you would search Google for, yeah. right? And you want it to give you the answer. You don't want to deal with all the links and everything else, right? So, yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, yeah. this is uh, okay. It's hitting Google Maps yeah. again. Um, yeah. yeah, not great. Which restaurants have Peking duck in the Bay Area? Let's see if I got like a Peking. I'm getting very specific. I'm getting a dish, right? Maybe they'll mm -hmm. show me photos yep. of the dish. Yeah, same nonsense. I would have been better yeah. just doing a Google search. What are the top Peking duck dishes in the world at four-star restaurants? Show me five to ten photos. So again, multimodo trying to get this. I mean, yeah, we gotta. I think we're gonna have to sit Sundar down again. Remember, I told him he's gonna have to bring people yeah. in and do these well, searches in the front of them. He he fixed the name. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, fixing the name is not as important as fixing the answers. I mean, this is also yeah, slow. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, this isn't good. Yep. I mean, maybe Hakkasan. I did get Hakkasan. I do think Hakkasan is one of the top Peking duck places in the world. Ma thirty two. Okay, wait. This is more promising. Okay, I okay. take it back. If you had asked me the best Peking duck in the world, I would have said Ma thirty two, and I would have said Hakkasan. Okay. Uh, both known for having like very elite peaking duck and it did give me the picture so this is slightly better I, I will say like generally speaking continue to be disappointed and they need to do more work on this i'll give gemini like a b nah i'll give it a c Ooh. plus Ooh, c plus okay. yeah. yeah i just don't feel like it understands what i'm asking here and i'm asking it very yeah. google centric versions of this and it feels like they're yeah. just not not getting it right enough yeah. It's like it's like close. Maybe it's a B minus. I'm gonna go B minus. Yeah. And unfortunately, what do you think? I'm at not. I can't grade it because I can't try it, and they got to fix that too. I mean, there. I feel like Google is needs to lay off another ten thousand people. I mean, I don't mean to be cruel, but I just feel like it's still bloated and like not elite teams building elite product. You know, I feel like Facebook and Chat GPT, Microsoft, Tesla. Twitter, like more elite teams. And I just don't feel like this, like Google has eliteness going on right now. It's not elite enough for my expectation of Google. This is where Sergey, yeah, Samurai Sergey has got to get in here and just. High, high expectations right now. Yeah, for sure. My expectations of Google are real. Yeah. I think that's why I'm yeah. giving it lower grades is because I've got higher expectations of Google than anybody else. Well, I want to try it. So I'll reserve to come back next week. So if someone is listening or watching and you're in Google, Please yeah, what's going subscribe. on? I want to pay you $20 to try it out. But I mean, this is the you. thing. You know what? They, they have so much cruft at Google. I yeah. know how this happens. Like, they're like, oh, okay, we have this. And I brought this up with Sundar one time where yeah. I was like, listen, oh, really? I did. I said, you know, you treat Google domains as second-class citizens when we're paying you for Google Docs, yeah. right? Like, yeah. If I've got my company at Google Docs yeah. and then I try to use Google Fi, it's like, no, you yeah. have to have a Gmail account. Use your yeah. personal <laughs> Gmail. And it's like, yeah. you're taking yeah. your best customers and you're making us jump through goddamn hoops. So yeah. now if I want to use Google Fi at my org, you're yeah. making me tell everybody to use their personal ones and then I don't have control over it as the, yeah. you know, but I'm paying yep. you for this. Like, why is there a separation between the, I, and I understand why there's yeah. a separation between the namespaces. But like, this is the same thing that happened with Nest, you know, like you want to use Google Docs with Nest, you can't do or whatever, Google Home. Yeah, yeah. It's just the interoperability. And I mean, maybe this is just what happens when companies get too big, and there's too many product lines and cruft and stuff like that. But they have to simplify this and make it easier. Yeah. It should be Single so sign -on easy. Is pretty straightforward. I'm, I'm surprised that that's happening, right? And, you know, um, yeah, the error message yeah. is big. So, Please, someone get in touch. We'll try it out. We'll do a, yeah. another demo. Uh, another Jake, demo. We'll give you another shot. I mean, yeah. but yeah. Gemini yeah. advanced. I'm just not feeling you, it yet. What was your not grade feeling. again? B, I'm going to give it officially a B minus. Okay. Officially a B minus. But officially a B minus. And you're officially 
I, I can't grade it. I, you know, I can't really give it a grade. So, you know, but I want to, and I'll, I'll, you know, like everything else I played with it before, I just couldn't do it. So uh, let's keep our round table okay. going here. Do you got another one for us? Yeah, I do. And I, I, do, this I should do. give startups a lot of hope. Yeah. Big companies with their unlimited resources trip over themselves. And we saw two companies, Lucite and Agent Hub are yep. much better products than the mighty Googles. Gemini. You're, you, so just to give those two companies their flowers, like Google can't get out of their way to compete with you yet. Now they might figure it out eventually and just like take some giant leap forward, but keep being scrappy startups. You can, you can beat Google. Yep. You can beat ChatGPT. You can beat yep. Microsoft. You can beat, you know, Apple. You can beat all the meta. You can beat them all just by being scrappier and focusing on the customer experience. Everything is changing. Just do it. Two more quick ones. Okay. Two more quick ones. Here we go. Lightning all round. Right. So the next one, really cool. I actually just saw this earlier today on Twitter. Friend Eric Vitria, I think he funded it over at Benchmark. And basically it does PCB layout using AI. And so wow. we're not going to do a layout here, but you know, there's try instant example. And it gives you some very popular things. So I can say, oh, I want to do this Arduino. You've seen these things, right? I'm sure you've yep. had some. This hardware and just explain it. what it is. Yeah, what an Arduino is. So Arduino is like an open source design to run uh, Android. Right. It's like an yeah. open source computer that you can yeah. like build off of the standard. And it's got things like a USB-C port it, and a, exactly. you know, uh, yeah. whatever, HDMI and memory. So it's like a computer yeah. on a stick. Arduino is like a computer on a stick that hackers stick. would use. Yes. But here you're taking an Arduino and well this you is can. so when you're creating this is you know again we're going verticalized again when you're creating the pcb that's what the chip and all the surrounding components go on the usb this uses ai to do the layout of the pcb and this is a four-layer pcb that has you know these rules put in and it did a bunch of different candidates which is this candidate can be produced by the most fabs this candidate has the fewest layers this mm -hmm. one has the shortest number of oh. traces and all these things are factors in, you know, when you're, when you're making hardware, who, like who's capable of making it more layers, more expensive, shorter traces means, you know, everything is closer together. Wow. And like to see this being done by AI is wicked. Yeah. And so this is where the flywheel gets out of control because you have AI building the hardware that could fuel and enable future AI models. Now it's doing this with Arduinos. Yes. Not NVIDIA chips or not, and the you know, PCB, whatever. not the chips. It's just the not PCB, the, PCB the, yeah. Board, the yeah. board that they go on. Right. And, right. But you know, it crawl it'll eventually run. be AI yes. all the way down. And yes. so at some point, this AI will be pointed at chip manufacturing and PCBs and everything else. And it's just going to, it's going to have, I think the first phase will be, it'll have insights that'll inspire humans you know, and save them time in making this stuff. But then at some point, it's going to have breakthroughs, right? You know, what I'm saying like insights are different than breakthroughs, or yep. efficiency is different than insights is different than breakthroughs. So this, to me is an efficiency play, right? Like the person who's making these is gonna be much more efficient at their job. Correct. And could be breakthroughs because the AI can you think, think so? of things yeah. in those different ways as well. So you can have it efficiency hmm. plus breakthrough. You can yeah, so grow on both dimensions. Yeah. But do you think it's actually doing more than efficiency and insights? And is that the breakthrough level yet? I mean, well, I, we'd have look, to ask them or... We'd have to pull someone in. So I, I think you should yeah. have these folks on because, yeah. uh, you know, look, I'm not an expert in, in PCB design. them just tweet at us. Just tweet at the yeah. TWI startups account yeah. when we put the clip up. And, and just uh, um, let's start these conversations on X. So x.com yeah. slash Sandeep slash Jason slash TWI startups. If this is your company, or we mention your company, when we put the video clip up, or you can take the clip and put it up on your handle, follow up with us. And let's start the discussion on X to just keep these demos moving. What do we get right? What do we get wrong? And where are you headed with us? And my question is, you know, has this thing had a br an insight or breakthroughs? Yep. Not just efficiency, right? And, and so I'd love, yeah, I'd I, love to hear that. Well, when you think about it, like I was, I was talking about Saga, this, you know, screenplay writing software, it's giving people insights and breakthroughs right mm -hmm. you, you put in your screenplay or you say hey this is the tv show i want to make it's going to be nine episodes i want this character arc and i, I just gave it like well i want to do the sopranos plus blade runner you know i mm -hmm. want to have like a mafia story and i want it to be a mafia story in a, a cyberpunk mafia story 
seems pretty interesting to me, like a crime family in the Blade mm. Runner setting, right? So just, yeah. it would be Love pretty it. dope, right? Yeah. Like, who's Tony Soprano in Blade Runner, you know, and what are they doing and what's their crimes and, you yeah. know, well, what are they trafficking in, yeah. right? Are they doing My gambling? My version of that is modern Seinfelds. Like, when I you know, yes. just want to entertain myself, I just have one of these just write a modern Seinfeld episode. And so for a writer who's in there, like, it's going to give you insights that, you know, the, I was talking to the founder of Saga and he's like, you know, I was like, how do people get these insights currently? And it's like, you know, they're in the shower, they watch movies, they read books, mm. they go on long walks, you know, and that's why, you know, a great screenplay might take a human two or three years. But if you're sitting here using, you oh. know, some verticalized AI, maybe you get a really cool insight with the AI helping you. Oh, yeah, you know, we should make an anti-hero. Oh, no, what if it was a female lead? Oh, no, what if it was, you know, this person double-crossed them, you know, and it might have taken the creative Sopranos to have the relationship with the mother and Tony Soprano and the psychiatrist, like, those were incredible breakthroughs that he had. Yep. I don't know how long it took to David Chase, you know, like, to come yep. up with those. But, you know, maybe, you you know, he could have had seven other ideas for Sopranos episodes, right? Um, that would be really interesting. I would love to watch more Sopranos episodes. And if they could yeah. do it all in AI and give me... Oh, man. You know, oh, man. To get one more season of Sopranos or just oh. to fill in one episode per season. Just give the AI... Yeah. You know, but I don't know how many seasons it lasted, oh. but it was it was under 10, yeah. I think. Just yeah, give it sure. each season and just say, can you give me 10 more minutes per episode of awesomeness? And yeah. I could watch it with some things I didn't remember, but 10 more minutes of backstory. Ooh. Oh, give me like, so good. it would just be so like, that would fill my bucket. It would fill yeah. my bucket. I would be really happy. <laughs> and that's what I think like, you know, we're on the cusp of here is like, yeah. So anyway, I give this a, I give this a B plus just for okay. efficiency. I'm not I'm even going inside. I think it's a hard problem. Okay. I think it's a very okay. hard problem. And yeah, I'm a neophyte really in this. See AI being used. Okay. All right. All right last last, one. last one. one. So Apple this week released a model <laughs> uh, designed for modifying images. And oh, right. We had the, talked about that. This was coming. Yes. And so Maggie. the reason. Yeah, exactly. And so the reason I want to show this is we can imagine because we have a bet going on what we're going to get in the next iPhone. And mm -hmm. so basically, you know, uh -oh. I took a picture and I won't run it here. And I just did a simple one, remove the background. And what this model does is two interesting things. It, it removed the background and it also kind of gives the expressive instruction around oh. what was required there. So we've seen wow. things like this before, but Apple coming out and putting this out there mm. means it's a little teaser. It's a new way to do mm -hmm. a teaser to the Bread community. Crumbs. Yes. Of what's coming our way. Follow the breadcrumbs. So yes. Apple is doing Maggie. Maggie yes. is their image processing open source uh, AI. Yep. You can do things model. like their model. If they're building this model and they're doing it, that means you're going to be able to go into Apple Photos on iPhone 16, I would predict, yep. and say, hey, for this photo, can you remove the background? Can you brighten the faces? And can you... Yeah, whatever, you know, uh, make it crispier or something or, or change, yep. give me some ideas of better lighting. And that would be built into the iPhone and they'll probably have an AI chip or you know, Maggie will be built into your phone. So you don't have to go up to the cloud to do this. Yeah. It's, oh, that's what you believe. You believe this yes. will run on a phone. Yeah. And that's part of our bet for whatever it that's, is, June 1st or July what, 1st. Exactly. Right. This week in startups.com slash bets. You can look up yeah. our bets, but yeah. So this is going to be down to the wire. We know that it's coming. Yes. And to ex just explain to the audience what it means to have a language model slash language model plus chipset that can yeah. do this kind of stuff on a phone. What would that mean, you know, for uh, consumers? Well, uh, you know, what does that unlock? Uh, and why is oh, it important? Explain it to people. Well, I think we're going to get the following. I think you can get like sort of unlimited memes. And so I, I think you were trying, you were asking about this in one of our chats the other day. And yeah. so I just did this right now. <laughs> to give the man a mustache. Yeah, <laughs> so, not bad. so well, how about give uh, him a mustache? Uh, give him a goatee that looks realistic. That's not okay. funny, you know, like an actual because he gave me like a character mustache. But give it a Ted Lasso mustache. That would be funny. Okay. Give the man a Ted Lasso mustache. Yeah, this would be interesting if it knows what yeah. Ted Lasso is. Yeah, yeah. here it goes, well, and it's running. What is this running on your MacBook? 
or in the cloud? No, this is it's, uh, someone hugging just posted face? this in on Hugging uh, Face, exactly. Got yeah. it. It's a Hugging Face yeah. running this, yeah. and it's taking looks like yeah. about thirty seconds to do it, and it gave yeah. me. That not, a not a Ted Lasso, I must That is not a Ted Lasso. So, lesson. more work to do. Um, yeah. But that's but, what's cool, because they're putting it out there, because they're going to get this feedback. And yeah. I re- that's a different thing from Apple, and it shows what generative AI is about. You can't do everything inside a box. You've got to be open. You've got to embrace open source. you got to yeah. get feedback from the developers. Open source is going to win. Open source is going to win. You heard it here first. I think that what this means is, like, stable diffusion at $10 billion or whatever. I don't know what valuation they had. But these, yeah. m- these models are going to be open source. And if they're open source and remember open AI went closed AI and they're not giving the, the code or the weights, right? The only person who has the code and the weights is Microsoft because they put 10 billion in. Because of their deal. Correct. Because of their deal. So Microsoft has the source code, I think, and the weights yes. from open AI. That's the reports. Yep. Now, Meta and Apple, two of the Magnificent Seven, are putting all of this out open source. Google is not open sourcing their Gemini Bard stuff, right? That's proprietary. Amazon doesn't have a large language model. They might be participating with other folks. Yep. Uh, So, and Tesla's model for self-driving is obviously proprietary. I don't think that that's open source. It can't be. So, the question is, does Microsoft versus ChatGPT beat, can ChatGPT, OpenAI and Microsoft, that duopoly, can they beat Apple and meta open source your answer no wow wow stunning yep snap snap you snapped it you called you shoved all the chips in you believe meta and apple will beat the mighty microsoft open ai duopoly and look we've seen this movie before operating Mm. systems microsoft you know sun all that seeds to linux right from what's powering yeah. almost everything out there's some some type of linux base right yep. saw it in databases we saw it in you know programming languages we've seen this movie through our yes. entire history it's very hard to have a proprietary platform yeah model beat an open source one now you, for desktops yeah microsoft windows and apples apples is built off of open source uh, open like, source it's, a, it's yeah. like a, lin, a unix base yeah bsd unix base, base I believe, yeah. Yeah. but android's open source right and yep. yeah it seems and to me android, android dominates the world in terms of phone yes A- you know apple gets all the profit from ios being closed yes. but i think that was sort of um you can't win you, it every time you can't, yeah you can't expect it to win every time but in this yeah. case i think i have to agree with you because knowing what i know about startups if you're a startup yeah you're going to use the best product available which is chat gpt4 right now but long term you're not going to want to be tied to their whims mm-hmm. and they could change the rules on you and so you're going to probably which would be like you know like listen oracle's great oracle databases run like some very sophisticated stuff but i watched as startups used hadoop whatever uh, yeah. mysql you know there's a whole series of open source database stuff and so you, you know to see a oh there you go put some glasses on them what kind of glasses are those i don't know Oh, we'll just have to put sunglasses on, yeah. Yeah, maybe um, Ray-Bans. So, you know, Ray-Bans. I think Apple doing this is, um, if you're behind, you go open source, yep. is what I've always said. If you were trying to catch up, you want to create you, chaos, you, yeah. and you go yeah. open source. So, I think Apple and Meta are behind, so they go open source. And they also have lock-in with their brands, so it makes total sense. What did you think? I didn't see the Microsoft Copilot ad. There was a Copilot ad? How was it? It basically was a direct competitor to, oh my God, that is not sun. <laughs> Ray-Ban sunglasses. Oh, you know, you have sun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't give have sunglasses, sun so we're going to have epic sun eyes. Because you should be able to create them on your phone. Laser eyes. Yeah. Uh, so what, we, it's going directly after what? What is Microsoft Copilot going directly after? A chat GPT. Like it, it's, a, it's a full experience that you couldn't really differentiate at all. So now I'm going to have to make a decision. Am I paying for Microsoft Copilot? Am I paying for Claude? Yeah. Poe or ChatGPT or Gemini? Because now I'm paying for all of them. Correct. Correct. That's where we're going. Isn't it so weird that Copilot, Microsoft Copilot, is built off of well, ChatGPT we'll 4? Yeah. Oh, here all we right. go. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see it. Let me tell you. We could keep, keep talking, but like I just. Yeah, no, no. It here it goes. Or build something. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, they say I'm too old to learn something new. Yeah, too young to change the world. Yeah, so they're really going after the consumer use case. 
right? That's yep. what we're seeing here. Sure. Is there, they want to go after the consumer. This is, this is all, you know. <laughs> Generate images. Oh, uh, yep. Here we go. Yep. yep. Right. My right code. code for my 3D game. Wow. They're yep. literally just basically. Yeah, quiz, quiz me organic chemistry. So uh, when you see this, yep. did they pull the rug out from ChatGPT by buying into it and saying, we have the rights to it? we're going to make a consumer product and then try to beat them with the consumer because it's the same product with a different wrapper and microsoft has massive distribution chat gpt doesn't correct i think mm. that's the case and you know the only thing we don't know is you know the deal that they've struck is it for every model going forward or is it just for the existing models is it just for the next one i think what's going to be really interesting in that relationship especially after seeing that ad is how they coexist because before what was being sort of outlined was Microsoft was going to do enterprise stuff and, and open yeah. AI would go after startups plus the consumer. Now right. it's, you know, game on game on game on. And is Microsoft charging for copilot? Is it like 20 bucks a month, right? Heads up against chat GPT, or are they going to just make it free and just, I think it's, chat it's GPT? been free so far. I don't know if they have a plan, but so far it's been free. So if you willing to, Go get a Microsoft login and do that. It's been free. So you don't have to use, you know, GPT-4. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting, like, as a as a chessboard. Because remember this also, when Sam Altman was ousted as CEO for 15 minutes, they were all going to go work at Microsoft. So yeah. Yeah. Satya was going to hire them all, which means Satya, maybe Satya is hiring them all. Or maybe he's just hiring people. And then he builds up his team. And then when he gets the team to a certain level, it doesn't matter. So maybe like he did this interim deal, I put 10 billion into it, but I know this is a trillion dollar opportunity. Yeah. So I just get the code base, I get the weights, and then I just replicate it and build something better. Yeah. Very fascinating. Very fascinating. Times. Yeah. Well, and then also you just think about bundling, right? Microsoft bundled the we've browser. Yep. And we've seen this movie before. So if they bundle Copilot and it's just like it's everywhere because I got the little co-pilot on my desktop, my Windows desktop. And then Apple, if it's just built into the operating system, I don't know if Apple's going to just make Siri their co-pilot. And then where's Amazon and all this with Alexa? Why can't Amazon get Alexa? They, I mean, shouldn't they just rebuild Alexa with a language model and just start over? There was an article a little bit recently that they let go of a huge chunk of the Alexa team, right? Mm, um, yeah. And I think that's what they must be doing, right? They must be preparing. Yeah. Perfect example of being too early, right? Siri yeah. and Alexa were too early and didn't work. Yeah. And they worked in like constrained yeah. environments. Did you get a Vision Pro yet? Apple Vision Pro yet? No, you know, um, I, I, I listened to you mine up. on the pod. I pick mine up. So yeah. I did the same thing and I went to the Apple store to buy it, which they would let me buy it, but they wouldn't let me try it. Huh. And I said, well, can I just try it? And it's kind of like, oh, I was a little bit like- Perturbed? Yeah, like I'm like, you want me to spend thirty four hundred? And they're like, it was on the Saturday, you know, it came out on the Friday, so they have them available because they're expensive. And I was like, I'm willing to do it, and you know, I I, I built. I a think company. we should do it. I'm getting mine. Just go yeah. buy it if you want. I'll okay. pay for yours. Um, so oh yeah, sure. Send I said thank you for you. Uh, I said thank you for you doing <laughs> this. And I don't pay you for this. You're getting a lot out of it with your. Uh, but uh, I get more out of it, I think. So I will pay for it's yours. Mutual, so submit, an submit an invoice to us right. and we will okay. pay for yours, but you got to use it. And okay. I want to incorporate Mondays will be AI and Vision Pro demos going forward. Vision Three, Pro, okay. okay. Four AIs, one Vision Pro. How about that? Is that a good okay. ratio? Four to one, three to two. Okay. But okay. I just want to, because I think it's the real deal. After hearing yeah. Friedberg, yeah. who's like a, you know, he's a bit yeah. of a weirdo, you know, um, <laughs> I mean that in a good way, you know, like, Freeberg's got a good sense for like weird shit, I think. Yeah. And he had um, a good use case like for work. Yeah, right? see, I'm going yeah. with Freeberg on this one. Yeah. I think Freeberg yeah. knows what he's talking about. He yeah. and um I think you and I doing the demos for both of these emerging platforms every Monday okay. makes okay. us even more people tell me that Mondays are essential okay. listening for this week in startups. And if we do this, okay. maybe I mean you're you're gonna wind up being the co-host here because it might be we have to do Vision <laughs> Pro one day and AI one yeah. day and you're gonna get nothing done like me. You just be yeah, doing podcasts constantly. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well but go pick it up, buy it, okay. send us the bill, okay. I'll pay for it. Right. And then okay. we don't have Thank to you. you don't have to have was, the cognitive I was ready dissonance. to I was ready to buy it. I just wanted to demo it. I was like, let me try it out. I, I was, know, I just don't want that. Don't be a you know, I, I get yeah. it. I get what you're saying, but 
You know, it's kind of like, we got to make the jump here. It's clear yeah. that something's going on with this. Okay. There's something going on with it. And I think it's a desktop yep. replacement. That's what yep. my position has always been is this is a desktop yeah. educational replacement. I think, yeah. you know, and then let's see if we can do an episode okay. inside of it. Uh, let's All see. Right. Actually, here's what we do. This is what we should attempt for next week. Yeah. We do the AI demos. Okay. inside of the vision pro and we release it so like idiots we wear the <laughs> we wear the goggles okay. yeah. on zoom on our desktops but okay. we do the demos i don't okay. know if there's a facetime feature or zoom inside of it, 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 it renders your face and all that yeah so we'll but have, could we do yeah. the demos and yeah. record the demos inside of okay. our vision pros okay. and then stitch it together so like the demos yeah. we did today you and i looking yeah, you know, they would be on like a screen or something, right? Yeah, that it'd probably at, look yeah. terrible for the audience, but it'd be interesting. Yeah. We'll give it a try. We'll have to do some prep. Okay. We'll have to do some prep. We'll see you next okay. week. Bye-bye.